It's about to get Gabby AF. We about to get Gabby AF, Gabby AF. We about to get Gabby AF, Gabby AF. It's nothing less because you rocking with the best. Now we about to get Gabby AF. Hello and welcome to another episode of Gabby AF. I'm so excited to talk to you guys today. So much to talk about, so much to get into. So I had to bring along one of my dearest, bestest friends in the world. Uh, great with technology, awesome on video, one of my favorite people, Tommy Dreamer. Thomas, how are you today? I am wonderful. Not sure if I like this view. I don't know if everyone watching this will enjoy the up the nose, double chin shot. You look great. Tommy Dreamer, I'm trying to, trying to make this nice by adding I have uh, some box that I think Sirius gave me, then my laptop that wouldn't do whatever streaming device you wanted me to do, because it's quite old. And then my phone, you made me download things on my brand new phone, which I hate enough. Yes. So yeah, we're doing all right. Did you have to put any passwords in? Are you okay on the password uh, front? I gave all my passwords to a Nigerian prince. I'm going to be a billionaire real soon. Still, my favorite thing about you is the fact that you know zero of your passwords. And you would – this is true story, by the way. When I was your producer, I would get calls asking, like, so, Gabby, what's the password for this? And I'm like, it's – I mean, I have my own password for that because it's personal. And you'd be like, all right, well, will your password work for me? And I'm like, no, Tommy. It's your email. It's <laughs> It's your business email. You need your own password. And then you, what about when I called yes. you and I said, no, but what is my email? Yeah. I've never opened it. That, I don't know my, my actual email. And didn't you call to get it? And they were like, you've had it for five years and you've never used it. And you were like, yeah, I don't. Yeah, they were flabbergasted at Sirius. I still haven't opened my emails. There. Don't tell anyone. It's I don't serious. know how many years I've been there. I don't think any of them are listening to this, so they don't have to know. I won't tell any of them. That's fine. But yeah, I mean, I'm excited. I know I uh, kind of called you inaudible, but there's a lot, a lot to talk about. And I wanted to talk about it with someone that, you know, I appreciate your opinion. And we always have fun when we talk pro wrestling. We talk a lot during the week anyway, and kind of talk pro wrestling. So why not do it on the podcast and let everyone else know all the shit that we talk? You know what I mean? I feel like this is a gift to my Gabby AF listeners. I'm super excited to have you. And so everybody knows Gabby is in my phone as crazy Gabby. And sadly enough, I have eight crazies in my phone. How how many Z's? Just one Z in the crazy? It's crazy Gabby. I have crazy Gabby, crazy Lisa, who is Victoria. Love her. Crazy Steve, super crazy, crazy Ivan. I have a lot of crazies in my name. But you're like, you and Lisa are the top two crazies. We weren't supposed to tell people that I'm crazy, Tommy. I don't know why you have to start the show by letting I me know. I feel that you, I think your listeners kind of know this. I don't think I'm crazy, though. I think. That's what a true crazy person <laughs> thinks. I mean. That person walking down the street having a full conversation with themselves, they're normal. Please. You, you are, you're crazier than me. I'm, I'm out of my mind. Yes. I get it. Yes. But I'm, we have discussed this. I'm. An idiot savant when it comes to pro wrestling. Ooh, I'm crazy about wrestling. Yeah. And I have no other good redeeming qualities or life skills outside of the world that I choose to live in. Well, you're a great sports fan, I would say. Yes, I know. But, We're all wearing our Mets hat. Today. Yeah, by the way, I wore Mets hat originally 
and then Tommy had to put his on. So I, this was not planned. I, I, I don't usually match with my guests. It's just kind of one of those mm -hmm. things that happen. Tommy might halfway through put on a different hat. I don't know. He's got a lot. He has way more hats than me. 49ers, Chiefs, who's ever Ugh. in the Super Bowl. Don't give me, all my favorite teams. Don't get me started on this. I'm pissed. Pissed. And Why? First of all, and we're going to get into wrestling. We just, uh, we're going to talk Royal Rumble, a lot of cool stuff happening. But I said, I think it was like my first podcast ever. I said uh, in October, I said, mark it right now. Chiefs will be in the Super Bowl no matter what. The NFL is going to make sure that the Chiefs are in the Super Bowl. I don't care what happens. I don't care if they're the best team. I don't care anything. They're going to be in the Super Bowl. I was 100% correct. I'm sorry. The NFL was not going to let that slide and that opportunity of having Taylor Swift at the Super Bowl and not making sure that happens. I think that there were, I think, listen, I think the Bills blew it. I think the Ravens blew it. For they, I don't think the Chiefs won. I think the Ravens lost in that game, to be quite honest. I don't know what the fuck they were doing. They did not look good at all. It was not the team that we had seen the whole season. And I'm just over. I'm so over the Chiefs at this point. I am rooting for the 49ers so hard that it's probably why they'll lose is because I want them to win because, you know, that's just my life. But I'm, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm team Bailey and I want San Francisco to pull through for the Super Bowl. I, listen, everything's pro wrestling. I was going to say you, that you see when you, before, when you were in my phone as normal Gabby, <laughs> that was before wrestling took over. Yeah. And then now you're like, Oh, they're booking the rematch. Like they did WrestleMania. They're going to book the WrestleMania rematch. Yeah. So you now start thinking things differently because you were around such minds like myself, uh, Mark Henry, Bully Ray, oh, and you see how all these angles just kind of like start. And yes, where, you know, I just saw something with um, social media wise, every clip that they show with Taylor Swift oh. and Travis Kelsey or whenever they score, it generates $300 million. Yeah. yeah. Think of that. It's in 300 mil. You know, the Bills Chiefs game was the most watched game in the NFL in history. In history. Like, that to me is a, for how long the NFL's been around, that's like a crazy stat for me. It's great for business. I understand why they're doing it. I just, I think it's all. PR bullshit, in my opinion. Which well, I mean, Patrick Mahomes is the next Tom Brady oh, in the sense of always... how do you how do you bet against the guy? He's had a lot of success early on and continues. How do you bet against the Chiefs in the playoffs? It's very very hard, even with the whole Taylor Swift factor. Yeah, I, I, listen, I get it, and it's bringing new eyes to the product. Now people are watching that have never watched before. It's doing great things for Travis Kelsey. People that didn't know who he was now just love him. Basically that, that podcast with Jason and Travis, they're like the new Mannings. They're just, everyone knows who they are. They're super beloved. Their podcast is like insanely successful. I love Jason Kelsey. I think him and Kylie are like an amazing couple. I'm very into them as a couple. I just think that I'm just so over it. And I, I could sound pessimistic. People are like, you don't love love. Like, I don't know. I, I don't, mind love like if you're why are you laughing at me because people say why are you smiling because people because people have boyfriends and girlfriends yeah fuck that you know what i mean um gabby hates everyone <laughs> no. i love love if you're happy you're happy i just think it's bullshit and i think it distracts from football and i think that there's a lot happening because of it who's jason kelsey dating so jason kelsey is married to kylie kelsey 
and they have two daughters, three daughters. Oh, okay, that's what I thought. She's a very, yeah. but she's like a very normal, doesn't like the spotlight kind of person. She was like a communications mm. major. They met on Tinder, which I love a good Tinder meeting story. I'm not even on Tinder anymore. I didn't even know that. That's like a creepy one now. Tinder's not good anymore. There's a lot of other apps that are better. But they met on Tinder and she's very like, doesn't like the spotlight. She like watches the game. She says, I like to watch with the fans in the stands. I don't, I'm not a sweet person. Like I don't like to sit up in the suite. And she's like, wears no makeup. She wears like t-shirts and jeans. Like she's so chill. And that's like, that's like a down ass bitch. Like that's, that's the girl that, you know what I mean? She's just cool. She's been on their podcast a couple of times. I just really, really like her. Um, I just don't, I don't buy into the whole thing that like Taylor, oh, she doesn't like the cameras being on her. Like, please, like, why are, what are you showing up and like, in all the stuff? For? Like, I just think you're Taylor Swift, you're a billionaire. If you don't want the cameras on you or you really don't want that to happen, like, it wouldn't happen or you would make a different kind of effort to not be seen during the games and having these over dramatic reactions every time the man scores a touchdown. It's like she's never seen a touchdown happen before. It's, well, maybe she hasn't. Maybe she lives in a. She's been. She's bubble. been to like thirteen games. He scored more than one touchdown. It's also not well, like the Chiefs exciting. weren't a good team. You know what I mean? Well, Gabby, as someone who has met Taylor Swift many, many times yes. and knows Taylor Swift, yes. I don't. I don't judge. Plus, you don't want the Swifties coming after your podcast. I don't. The Gabby and yeah. will be close. Listen, I don't dislike her. I don't know her as a person. Right? It's she could be a very nice human too. being. It's not her fault. She's very. She's a very talented songwriter. A lot of people love her. She is over. She's very over. I, you know, I, I like that. You know, she is all about you know girl power and stuff. That's great. Um, I just think I'm just. It's getting a little. You know, it's getting a little much for me, but it's it's not their fault. The NFL is going to capitalize on what they can capitalize on. So it is what it is. I was just wanted to see a different Super Bowl. I'm not. Like, holy shit, the Chiefs and the Niners, this is going to be a great Super Bowl. It wasn't what I was expecting from the season. Um, you know, I'm a Packers fan. The Packers played phenomenal against the Cowboys. I thought they actually played great against the Niners that game, too, and they ended up losing. But they're finally, like, their old self. So, like, that makes me happy. Do you know what's interesting? I read this the other day. 2020 was a leap year. It was um, the the election was going to be Biden versus Trump, and the Super Bowl was the Niners-Chiefs, and it's the same exact thing in 2024. It's a leap year this year. It's going to be Biden versus Trump, and it's the Niners against the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Isn't that weird? Uh, I guess. Um, well, I look forward to the father and son, the coach of the the coach of the 49ers and the running back, Christian McCaffrey. Oh, I love him. Or McCaffrey. Yeah. His father is Ed McCaffrey, who won Super Bowl with the Denver Broncos, used to be an ex-giant. And Kyle Shanahan is was his coach, and it'll be the first time a coach and a player who won the Super Bowl and their sons on the same team, if they win, will win the Super Bowl together. That's kind of amazing. I love that. And McCaffrey is engaged to Olivia Culpo, who is one of the most beautiful women I've ever seen in my life. She was like Miss Universe. I don't know if you know what she looks like. I don't know any of these things you're telling me, but okay. I have to keep up all the pop like, culture for you because you won't follow it. Well, that's your pop culture. You. Get your pop culture people. Look up Olivia Culpo and you will be like, holy shit, she's one of the most beautiful women you've ever seen in your life. Nice. But that's just how I feel about it. But anyway, we can't talk too much football. People are probably like, are you going to talk wrestling at all? We're going to talk wrestling too, but. Pro wrestling is everything. Pro wrestling's in the NFL. Pro wrestling's everywhere. I bring pro wrestling in my daily life every single day. So you should. It's, it's worked out for me. <laughs> and George Kittle, massive wrestling oh, fan. 
love George Kittle. And I love his wife too, Claire. She's been with him since like college. She's like a she's always on the side. When I went to the Niners game, another quick story. You're on the field. I was on the field right next to her. She's beautiful in person too. I love George Kittle. I think he's awesome. And you know, my number one is Nick Bosa. I think he's one of the most beautiful men I've ever seen in my life. And mm-hmm. he's jacked. You see his thighs? They're huge. I normally don't look at men's thighs, but okay. I so, I couldn't get over now I'll bring it into wrestling because this is also something that blows my mind. At the Royal Rumble, AJ Styles and Randy Orton are so jacked, like in that match, are so jacked, and they're like 45 years old. I don't understand how AJ looks better than he's like ever looked. Yeah, AJ, I mean, I actually asked him that, um, and he was just like, I haven't drank soda in a year. Uh, I mean, he did have time off, time off to train, but his arms and his shoulders, and AJ's a shorter guy. Yeah. But he always was been in great shape, but he, you know, you learn also like, listen, muscles, muscle maturity. And a lot of people talk about it, right? Like you will hit your prime, like in your 28 to thirties, knocking on forties when you're training all the time of muscle and muscle memory. And they are, they, it's also dieting and all that stuff. And he basically said really for the first time in his life, he really concentrated. Or if you look at somebody like LA Knight, who's always had a good body. He yeah. said, I hired a dietitian and changed how I was already. And he's in his forties as well. It's crazy. I mean, it, it's crazy how something so small, cause like I've never, I don't drink soda really, but I do feel like there are small changes you could probably do to just get like so lean. And I feel like for men, it's such a different, anytime I try to lose weight, if I do it at the same time as a guy, he's going to lose the weight twice as fast as I do because it's just different for you guys. You guys kind of just have, I guess it's. Well, it's your genetics and also age does take uh, a big hit into it. Uh, I have read it. You have to do an hour a day. Once you turn 40 to maintain exactly what you look like. That's just to maintain an hour of cardio a day. Don't know what it is at 50. Um, I no longer can do an hour of cardio a day. I can only do about 30 to 45 before my body starts completely shutting down. Mm. Uh, and I have an elliptical. I can't do certain things. I have a bike that I'm telling you at the 29 minute mark, I start getting tingles, oh my gosh. uh, all over my lower half. And I'll never forget. I was like, I'm going to go past 30 cause I can never go past 30. Yeah. I get to 32 and I'm chugging away, chugging away. And then my entire body went numb. And then all of a sudden I just went and I fell right off the bike. It was the best. Was that recent? I know it was within the last five years. I don't know. I fell. My downstairs has carpet. Thank God. But I, I just was like, and I just crashed on the floor and I had no feeling in my lower half of my body. That's like insanely scary. But I, got to 35 minutes of cardio that's all that matters at that point you know what i mean like if you didn't exactly. and you could and you were numb then it's just a waste of time altogether paralysis but i hit my number <laughs> this is why you're crazy tommy um speaking of the rumble i did love that four-way match by the way with um Me too. with those guys i thought they kind of did it perfectly um i kind of i think you kind of knew roman was going to not lose i don't think it was the time or place to have him lose um, as much as I would love to see reigning champion, you know how I feel about him. He's my number one of all time. Um, but I, for a first ever, both my Rumble picks won. My I picked Bailey and I picked Cody. 
And I've never felt so cool in my life because I had people over to watch the Rumble. Um, some of my like roommates, boyfriends, friends are big wrestling fans. So they think I'm cool. And they're like, they were like all excited to come watch the Rumble. And one of them is a huge punk fan, huge. So when we were watching it, I was like, it's going to come down to punk and Cody. It came down to punk and Cody. And the two of us were like sitting at the edge of the couch. Like, what are you going to get if punk wins? What are you going to get if Cody wins? And I was like, no, they were like throwing bets. And they're like, anyone want to change their bet? And I was like, no, it's going to be Cody. It's going to be Cody. And it was. So I felt, you know how cool I felt that both my picks won? Because I think that's kind of makes me an expert at this point in pro wrestling. <laughs> Nice. I wish I was a betting girl and I made like bets on DraftKings or something. I don't know if people even do that or like a pool. I never do that because I'm never right and I never win anything. And I wish I did this year. Um, I was super happy with – I thought both Rumbles were fucking awesome. I love that they started with the women's. I thought the women's was super entertaining. And honestly, you know, we talked about it at the end of the Rumble and I want to get your take on this too. Not really a lot of legends and surprises and I don't think they even needed that. Whereas some in the past, that's been like a big highlight. I think they got the people over that they did want to get over that didn't win, like a Jade, like a Braun Breaker. I think that did the job for them. Um, what was your take? on? Obviously, Jordan was a great highlight for TNA. I thought she looked amazing, amazing, so good. And that made me happy for her. Um, what was what was your take on um, Bailey and Cody coming out victorious at the Rumble? Uh, if I dissect both Rumbles individually, the Women's Rumble, if you talk about it, hasn't been around for a long, long time. Yeah. The first two, I believe, were very, very surprise-centric uh, because the division and the importance of it needed it to get over. Now, there was, I think, oh, and if I could just summarize both, both Royal Rumbles by design, I feel were the best for not so much the moments, but no one could predict who was going to win except for Gabby. <laughs> um, but there was plausible why this person could win from, you know, Bailey. Um, who else was it? A anybody. Nia Jax, Becky Lynch. Uh, Bianca Belair, uh, Jade, all these people could win. Well, Naomi was a surprise, yeah. so no one could predict her. Mm. Um, but, well, she wasn't surprised for me, but I know how to keep a secret. Um, so what I'm saying is for the Royal Rumble, it's always here comes the person. What's the surprise? What are they going to do to maximize their moments? So when I say moments, you have about, it was a 90-second rumble. You have about 50 seconds by the time you get to the ring to make an impact. Some people just quickly do what they're supposed to do, and then they're stuck with time because then everyone, what is everybody waiting for? 10, 9, 8. That's a big part of the rumble was always who's going to get in and what's going to be their moment. But I think this one was for both men and women who is going to win, which is great because, like you said, and you can bet on it, um, but there were so many ramifications. Was it Punk? Was it going to be Cody? If The Rock came in, Gunther, um, so many different people were like, hmm, what if? That's number one. Back to the Women's Royal Rumble, I thought it was great. There was a lot of surprises. When you talked about Jordan, she maximized every second she was there. I thought she had 
And this isn't because I work in TNA. I thought she had the best showing for someone while she was in there. She maximized every moment, and she had a perfect Royal Rumble, even on her exit. Um, loved the ending, and I loved how they showed from both the women and the men the ramifications once they were eliminated. Like, I literally could have changed my life forever, and now... I'm not. I'm not going to WrestleMania. Now I have to battle within, right. which then leads you to Elimination Chamber. For the guys as well, same thing. Some great moments. Unfortunately, CM Punk got hurt. Uh, looks like it was on the Drew McIntyre DDT. And what a great performance he had against Cody. And a lot of people, I'm the only, I mean, a lot of, listen, when I was there on the ground in Tampa, there was, and then like I saw the release of the video game and I was just like with Rhea and Bianca on the cover and it says, finish the story. I'm like, man, they got a video game that, excuse me, does a lot of uh, views and buys. Uh, they could have a real life video game. And we, and I interviewed both of them at the same time. Yeah. And then uh, I was like, maybe Bianca's going to get it. Then Cody. And I was just like, Cody, does do you have to? finished the story at WrestleMania. And he was like, I kind of feel I do. And then I was like, oof. And then he's on the video game. So there's a lot. And then card subject to change, I think due to Punk getting hurt, would have been a big oh, yeah. involvement in Elimination Chamber. Uh, also, Seth Rollins is hurt. Hopefully he will be able to make it to WrestleMania. I believe he will. Um, the meniscus is fine in the sense of you can wear a brace and uh, he's got a lot of time off. I tore my meniscus when Fatty Bubba pushed me off the stage on my TNA debut. Thanks for that, Bub. And tore my meniscus and had to wrestle said AJ Styles with a torn meniscus. And I did it in two weeks off as opposed to the longer period that, because he also has an ACL tear, he said, I believe. Mm. And that is the one you have to worry about. Was it about. ACL or MCL? Whatever. You got you got two, one, so I picked one. Maybe fifty fifty shot. <laughs> one makes you go left, right. The other one makes you go front, back. Ugh. Well, yeah, and because I know the Charlotte Charlotte also tore her ACL or MCL, so if you get confused, it's a lot. She tore a lot of stuff. Yeah, but I mean, even again, like, and we actually when we have a master's class that'll drop on Sunday. Of course, you can listen to Gabby's. AF uh, on Fridays, mm -hmm. but we talk about missed WrestleMania moments and with injuries and or just missed WrestleMania moments. Mark starts to cry. I start to cry. Oh, Bubba, he has no soul. He don't cry. Um, it's a little cross pollination and promotion for our two podcasts here. Um, oh, that's great. All right. Well, mine comes out first. So listen to mine on Friday and then listen to the Masters. Yeah, class that's what Sunday. I said. Gabby. Yeah. I put you over first. Everyone's going to cry. I, understand. I won't make you cry today, though. I want to laugh we're not gonna yeah, laugh a little bit my face is numb i can't cry i know we already talked about that as well but uh i'm just happy i'm not sick anymore i was sick as a dog doing my podcast with dave last week and i hope if people recognize or realize i had like 103 fever when i recorded with dave so nice yeah. you're pro it's right now my entire right side of my face is completely numb and I have this massive ear pain. I've never had an ear infection or anything wrong with my ear. Mine is getting hit in my ear. Oh my it does feel like I have been punched in my ear, which I have experienced. I've been chair-shotted to my ear. 
I've been yelled in my directly in my year. Thank you, Luke Gallows. And uh, but it does feel good when I stab my face with my fingers, like I'm doing. It like relieves pressure, whatever's going on. A lot of weird sickness in the world. Lately. A lot of weird shit happening. But um, all right, well, get <laughs> on that note. Back to the Royal Rumble. A great surprise for me, which happened right away, and now continued into Raw is the return of Pat McAfee is a highlight for me. I'm literally obsessed with Pat on commentary. I don't know how everybody else feels about it, but when he, I think him and Cole together, and I thought him, Cole and Graves at the Rumble was fucking awesome. Just the humor on commentary, the lightness of it. You could just tell they feed off of each other very well, Cole and McAfee especially. Um, even watching the Rumble, people that didn't know Pat, or have listened to him or have watched pro wrestling like my friends were listening and they were dying laughing at like some of the stuff he was saying. I thought it was crazy that he said they didn't even tell him that they were throwing him in to the rumble and he was wearing those like snakeskin boots and he obviously did the right thing because going up against Omos would have been not the, and Braun Breaker would not have done well for him. But I thought huge deal of him being back on Raw on Mondays, him and Cole, I think is going to, completely elevate the commentary on Mondays and I'm super excited to see it. I, I love Pat so much. He just brings so much to the table. I agree. Um, as I, I think honestly, he may now become the busiest man in pro wrestling. Yeah. Uh, don't know how he's going to do it with doing Mondays. He does college game day and he does a weekly show on ESPN. Uh, I love the Pat McAfee show. I think it's excellent. Here's why he's an excellent listener. And if you're doing this, you have to listen to your guests. You have to listen to, he also gets people to say things just because he has a comfortability factor yeah. uh, for his show. Um, when you're a commentator, I love his energy for the Royal Rumble. I thought it was great. Um, I think there's also a time where you have to learn the greatest. I've done commentary. It's very, very hard. Um, there are times you also need to learn how to lay out. And levity only goes so far. Like he made two comments during CM Punk's thing where I was just like, shut up. Cause this isn't about you. This is no reactions until Punk stops speaking. Mm -hmm. uh, or even in the Royal Rumble, when Jordan Grace came out and he was like, police are here. I laughed at it, but it's not where I want to laugh right. because of that. So there's Jer Jim Ross, who is the greatest. Michael Cole is the greatest as well, but they're, you know, uh, different, but you need to learn how to lay out at times for emphasis because what you're witnessing is great. And I, I do, I also wish he would just be more of a performer at times mm -hmm. because he's had some really, really good to great matches. Uh, he probably had one of the best celebrity debuts I've ever seen up until Logan Paul yes. had his celebrity debut. So uh, that that's my comment on that. And at Raw, he had stepped on a few moments as well, where sometimes, again, laying out is key. But, man, that guy works so, so much. I think he may officially outwork Tony Khan because Tony Khan has AEW, the Jaguars, and Fulham, where he's all involved in. And when you're running just one wrestling company, it's a 24-hour job. I know Tony don't sleep much. I would like to see Pat McAfee's schedule uh and hold it up against tony Khan's because they're two guys who are workaholics but also they love what they do 
Yeah, I mean, I just think everything Pat touches kind of turns to gold in the sense of he's just good at everything from what I've seen from him. Like, when he had that match against Adam Cole, I was like, this is, he should not be this good at this because you have no right to be this good at it. And, you know, we know him. I, I mean, I met him through booking him before and he's just genuinely a very positive nice human being yes like so nice not to mention doing all this he was he is now married and has a beautiful baby girl so it's like yo just on top of it he's also a great dad and great husband and good person and does all these million of things i just think the one thing for him that i gravitate to so much is his energy is just so vibrant when you're watching raw sometimes and you're watching match after match or it's a promo and it's, you know, it's three hours. So it's a lot Um, just to have the energy of that person to, you know, say those things to make you pop or, you know, he's always up on the, on the table or the chair dancing with the crowd. Cause he has so much respect for the cities he goes into and he always hypes them up, which I love. Um, That's what gravitates me towards someone like a Pat McAfee. So I think I'm, I look forward to raw now knowing he will be on the commentary booth with, and I just think Cole is lighter with him as well. I think Cole really enjoys working with him and it can kind of show in their banter. That I agree. So I think also Pat McAfee and I have that same energy, Gabby. Oh, I have a lot of energy. Basically twins. If you <laughs> if you and Pat were on a commentary booth together, that would be a Shut dynamic up, Pat. duo. It's time to lay out, Pat. <laughs> Pat, good good call on that. Tommy, do you see that? Yeah, Pat. Really it. excited. Sitting stuff. right here. Rip, riveting, riveting commentary. That's what that's what Dave always used to say when you would say something. And Dave would get super excited or yell or rant. And Tommy would go, okay, Dave. Yeah, great job. And he'd be like, riveting, Tommy. Thanks a lot. Really, really appreciate the energy, bro. I really appreciate it. Bully used to come down on that's you. That's why we pay you the big bucks. That's why we pay you the big bucks, Tommy. But it works. It works. It's just you. And that's why I appreciate you because my energy needs to be matched at some point. And then you tell me if I call you and I'm upset about something, this is also a side note. If I call you and I'm ever upset or I'm like angry or even like excited, you're the best person to call because you go, okay, crazy Gabby, take it down a notch. I'll talk to you later. And that's the whole thing. And I'm like, fuck, am I crazy? Like Tommy just told me in the most monotone voice that I need to calm down and he's the craziest person I know. So maybe I should calm down. So you do a lot of good. You do a lot. You're I'm beginning. You you do a lot of good. I'm the yang to your yin. That's scary. That's a scary thing. Um, Speaking of together, we're finally going to be able to be in the same room for Dave LaGreca's thing. The the band's kind of getting back together. It's crazy. LaGreca's... A lot of positive uh, announcements once uh, in texts, and you're all over that social media thing about uh, when you were going to be the host of Dave LaGreca's show. Yeah, I'm excited. It's LaGreca's Laminated Lists live show. February 10th. Uh, It's a week from this Saturday, actually. It's the 10th of February at Gramercy Theater in New York City. You'll be there. It's going to be Basically, the whole crew. It's you, Bully, Dave, obviously. Mark. Mark's going to do stand-up, which I'm very curious. Me too. To, to see. I don't think people realize how funny Mark Henry is, but, like, I have a lot of funny Mark Henry stories because I talk to him so much. He's, like, subtly hilarious sometimes, but he doesn't even try to be, so I wonder how it's going to be when he actually tries to be funny. 
to do with that. Yes. Like, I'm so curious to see how that goes. I don't think he's ever done stand-up before. If he has, I've never heard it. So that's going to be kind of a wild thing. Also, you know when Don, Dave's brother, shows up, it gets wild because the two of them, they're either screaming, yelling at each other. Like, the last time I was in the room with the two of them, they were arguing and they said terrible things to each other, like yelling at each other about things because they're the same person. When they rant, they're the same exact person. Sam Roberts will be there too, who you just um, did all those live shows with in uh, at the Rumble. Enjoyed it. What's going to happen if Mark isn't funny and you and I are in like vicinity of each other? How are we going to fake laugh or we'll just start laughing if he isn't funny? Oh, it'll be funnier if he's not funny, to be quite honest with you. I almost, first of all, everyone's going to laugh. He's the world's strongest man. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think he's going to allow himself to not be funny, but a hundred percent, it might be funnier for me and you if he's not. We'll just look at each other across across the way, and yeah. But I can't give the fake laugh. Like I'm not good at that. I could just nod my head and smile, but I need to pop. You can pop me. I'm I'm good. I, I have my a Netflix movie if it's a comedy, and I pop twice. It's fine. Tommy, speaking of comedies, do you know what's coming mm-hmm. back very soon? Laura's lava. What? <laughs> What is that? The floor is lava? The game? The floor is lava? Like if you are with people and you pretend the floor is lava and you jump around? You have never seen the show The Floor is I've Lava? I've never seen nor heard of that show. I didn't even know that was a thing. It, during the pandemic, it got over. It's a fun show on Netflix. Well, okay. But the fact that we've never spoken about that show and you threw that at me as if that's what I was talking about when it's not because the show that we always talk about it's coming back for its last and final season. Curb Your Enthusiasm. Cobra Kai. Oh, I thought you meant Cobra Kai. I don't Kai. watch Cobra Kai. Stream. Well, that's a good one, too. Uh, yes, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Larry David. Love it. Love Seinfeld. Love Curb Your Enthusiasm. So do you know that I'm... Awesome. I'm not a Seinfeld person, but I'm a Curb Your Enthusiasm person, which is I think is odd. I agree, but you are odd. I... Um... <laughs> I am odd. It's really that's all I have to say. <laughs> well, I don't think I'm excited for the new season. Dude, it's gonna be so good. It's season twelve. I'm trying to look up the um I think it's oh, it's this Sunday. It's premiering the fourth. Yeah, it's this Sunday. I'm so I'm so fucking excited. But I'm also sad because it's his final season. And it's so good. Mm-hmm. It's so good. It's like one of those shows. It's always good. You don't have to follow it from the beginning to like it, which is why I love it. But I also can't not watch it without hearing you in my head of us talking about how Dave LaGreca is Larry David because he is fucking Larry David and people don't realize it. Yes, he is. Um, There's a lot of Larry David in him. There's tons of Larry David in Christian. Um, Really? I I don't know Christian well enough to know that. Yeah, he's he's got a lot of his uh, quirks. Uh, It's a great show. I love it. I really do. Guys, we have a problem. Recent studies have shown that testosterone levels are falling in American men. Low T is linked to depression, low sex drive, and weight gain, so it's important to stay on top of it. You could go to a TRT clinic, but it's expensive, awkward, and in most cases, not necessary. You just need to stimulate your body's own natural testosterone production. It's time to check out the ultimate test stack at LegacySubs.com. The majority of testosterone release occurs while you sleep, which is why the ultimate test stack features their best-selling sleep aid, Recovery PM. Test X9 stimulates testosterone, T-Assist inhibits estrogen, and Recovery PM gives you the best night's sleep you've ever had. You're going to feel like a new man 
after trying the ultimate test stack for 30 days. If you don't believe me, check out all the verified five-star reviews on Top Rated. Legacy Sports Nutrition is founded by three-time world champion and SmackDown general manager, Mr. Nick Aldis, and 11-time women's champion and future Hall of Famer, Mickey James. And they personally use these products themselves. If you need more assurance, they're NSF certified, third-party lab tested, and made in the USA in an FDA-inspected facility. And because you listen to this show, you can save 10% off your order at LegacySubs.com now by using Gabby at checkout. That's G-A-B-B-Y. That's LegacySubs.com. L-E-G-A-C-Y-S-U-P-P-S.com. It's time to level up with Legacy. <laughs> Who's got your most podcast views? You, your segments by yourself of all time? Me? Which is... Okay, so this is actually crazy, but my most viewed podcast, so I most downloaded podcast so far was my very first podcast where it was just me talking and like introducing the show, which I think is a normal thing. I debuted at number five in the United States, which is also absurd. Mm -hmm. um, uh, but I think that was it. And then the second week I had Rick and then the third week I had Cody. So kind of just grew from there. Nice. I think Cody was my second most viewed. Now you just um, had... Uh... Bailey, who just wins the Royal Rumble. Bailey was amazing. Eddie Kingston was a sleeper pick in the sense of people loved it. I don't know if you've listened. You you didn't because not you're not one of my friends that listens to my podcast and calls me. I don't know. Listen to podcasts. It's okay. I had podcasts. I, mean, Dave, I don't even know how to listen to them. Dave listened to like my first two and would call me after and be like, "This was great," and like blah blah, and gave me great advice. I don't think he's listened since, but you know, it he is also it is. has he's, a lot of. He's busy. Yeah, he also listens to all every wrestling podcast in the sense of yeah old timers. Like so, he liked yeah. those stories. Well, I don't think I'm. I try to kind of go against the grain in like the typical pro wrestling podcast mm -hmm. in a sense. Um, I love talking to people, but I didn't even want that to be the actual original premise of my podcast. Like I wasn't trying to get a guest on every week to talk to. I just kind of wanted it to be a safe space for all of us to be like, we're cool and we love each other and we love pro wrestling. Let's talk about it and have fun. Like I just, that's kind of what I, I talk this way with people anyway. So I was like, why not make a podcast and talk to other people and friends about it and have, you know, you joining is awesome because I have someone kind of to banter off of that also has the crazy love for it that I do now. And I blame Dave LaGreca for that. And we talked about this as well. He made me a crazy pro wrestling fan. And now I can't get out of this business. You know, this is the love of my life in a weird way. And people don't, you know, I meet guys out. They don't, the number one thing when I talk about pro wrestling with the guys I meet, I'm like, they're like, isn't that fake? And I'm like, don't ever talk to me ever again. Sweet. Um, my holy, when I did the house of heart, what was the name of my podcast? Something hardcore pod. There it was. I thought it was, is that what it was? Yeah. Welcome to the house of hardcore podcast or welcome to the hardcore pod. I'm Tommy dreamer. I don't know. What was it called? Anyway, Gabby, what was my was. podcast called? I was, I was, was on it house one of time. Hardcore podcast. That was it was definitely the house of hardcore. Yeah. You still could download it. I don't know where, but wherever the podcast doors are. Um, it's on YouTube too. My uh, number one, two, number one and number two were Beulah McGillicuddy. So one day I'll let you uh, pull that one out if your podcast gets Ooh. super duper over, and then she, she could tell stories of what it was actually like, like being married to me and like having that's the scariest live thing I've ever heard every day with me. Uh, so that's a thing. 
That's when the podcast, like, maybe when you get like a hundred episodes, we'll give you, you'll, you'll see the ECW people come out of the woodworks and you'll make a whole lot of money like I did. So I don't know if you know this, but this is something I've always thought was super interesting now that you bring up, you know, Beulah. It just got my mind racing about it. There's a lot of shows called like WAGs, which is like wives and girlfriends. Mm -hmm. And it's the WAGs, like um, there's one I think on VH1 or something where it's WAGs of basketball wives or football wives or something. And it's a big space in social media that a lot of football wives are like take, are becoming influencers right. and doing these cool things at game days and showing fits and like kind of how life is. I don't think there's a better space for the wags to have a show than like pro wrestling wives, not the wives that are pro wrestlers themselves that go in the traveling, but the wives that are married to the wrestlers, wives and girlfriends, even boyfriends that aren't pro wrestlers that are dating women in pro wrestling to get like a show and see like how they deal with what they deal with because there's no off season in pro wrestling. It's a lot of space with travel. It's a, it's different lives. Some of them are wrestlers that are on different companies that have completely different, separate, you know, with travel and stuff like, and see the hardships that they deal with and kind of what they have to go through, I think would be such a cool, even to have a couple of them on or something and have conversations of the challenges that you deal with. Um, because, uh, I just think it's such an interesting thing. One person that stands out to me is like Randy Orton's wife. I just think is so cool. And she, there was like a video clip that Roman said something to her, I guess at like the end of the match and she like flipped him off or something. And I just fucking love that. Cause she's such a ride or die for her husband. And I just think that's like cool stuff. And these are normal, regular people that aren't wrestlers, but you kind of have to give into the lifestyle and learn so much about it to be married to someone that this is their life and they're traveling every week and you have children with them. And it can't be easy to be married to a wrestler at all. I think it's no. Um, well, I'll tell you two things. There was a pitch and she was involved. I will ask her. Uh, hang on, Beulah. Are you even here? Oh my God. All right. I thought she was here. Uh, I want to say when. Maybe because I called her by her wrestling name. She's not answering me and she hates me. hundred percent. Yeah. Or she, yeah. Or that. Hang on. Or the second one. Teresa! <laughs> See? Can you she come here for there? a second? I will not show you on camera since you're going to be on Gabby's podcast when she hits her hundredth and she needs a lot of money. <laughs> yes. Um, 2009-ish. Wasn't there a pitch for... You, Linda Hogan, Karen, Jarrett. Do you remember the other women? Um, I don't remember the other women. It was for, um, they were like, doing real wrestling wives instead of the real basketball wives. Yeah. That's what, that's what I want. to. I, I was just telling Tommy, I think that's a brilliant idea. And I don't know why you, they don't do Linda, that because they do it. Linda Hogan was the key. Obviously, mm -hmm. her and Hulk were still married at the time. Maybe that's why right. the show kind of went. Or no, or they had just recently gotten divorced or something. No, but I'm saying that's why maybe the show got itchnade. It was you, Linda, Mixed. and I want to say yeah. Karen, Jarrett, and a couple other people. And they were, it was like, hey, we want you. And then all of a sudden just kind of fell through because yeah. Gabby was talking about it. So yeah, it's, yeah. that was around 2009. No, it was a thing. Wow. It was a thing. As well as. That uh, would have been so good. Remember when the home, the home improvement people wanted oh, to come in? you know who else was on there? Who, who? else was on there? Um. Who was married to Stone Cold? Deborah. She was going to be on there too. What? Yeah. Deborah. <laughs> what? What? See <laughs> how I got it's her. The word. She looked at me like, "What are you yeah. doing, idiot?" And then she goes, "Oh, I realize." 
that that 10 seconds is what it's like being married to you we just got a glimpse <laughs> of it by the way for real Tommy I still think they should do it I, I I would watch that religiously you have all this real like real reality tv shows that are like stupid and bullshit but that is something like and pro wrestling never died pro wrestling fans would love to see it i just think that's the coolest idea and if you threw like boyfriends into the mix or something too like i think that's cool get ryan cabrera on there he's married to alex bliss that's kind of interesting oh i forgot about that yeah you know what i mean he's uh, professional in like another way like um i just think that's kind of cool stuff i just I, I I would love that idea. I want to pitch it. I want to direct it and pitch it. The problem Imagine. is you'd have the wrestlers come in and they try to steal the TV time. <laughs> you think so though? Oh. I don't think so. Bula, you get the ones you that are on TV I would every steal week. The TV, try to steal the TV time or come up with angles or try to book stuff. <laughs> it would be the Tommy Dreamer show. There you go. <laughs> uh, that's not a bad idea for a show, but you would get canceled after like three weeks because you would do something disgusting. Three weeks? Yeah. You, you'd be on your best behavior to not, like, eat something gross or... What did I say which I should have ate the other day and you said no? Expired turkey. That was... It was frozen turkey. Ugh. But it was, like, no, it was November. It didn't smell good. It, didn't it was November. Good. I can't with... Maybe that's why I have Sometimes... this pain in my jaw. Probably. Probably. <laughs> Would you eat? It... it hurts again. It's going away. Gabby made it go away. But now it's turning turn back. I, I miss the times. You walk in. <laughs> that's 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 exactly what it was. Real wives of wrestling. Real what? What? Dub, yeah, R W O W. R Wow. Real wives of wrestling. Nice. I'm telling you, book it. E Network. Bravo. Where you got Real Housewives of fucking every city in the world. You can't have Real Housewives of wrestling. You could be it's the such host. A good ring to it. You could be the host. I'll be the host. I'll be the host. I'll tell. But this is the thing is if you film the women at home or the men at home, when the wrestlers are on the road, the wrestlers won't be able to take over the TV time. That's true. I don't know any of these shows. I don't watch any of them. So you don't watch any reality TV. No, I watch uh, swamp people and I watch uh, Jersey shore and the floor. You watch, you watch Jersey shore. That's streaming. Yeah. Old school fan. Like, still watch it while they're in their 40s doing terrible things. They're like, in their 30s, things. and they have families, no. and they go on vacations Paul, together. Paulie D is, like, 40-something years old. Okay, he looks great. Look. No, he doesn't. He looks like he's 40. Gabby hates people in relationships and go on vacations. He's 40, thir- 43 years old, and we're just watching these people get hammered. No, the They don't get people, hammered. People are – they have children now. It's showing the other side of – Friendship. I like Snooky. I like Snooky. I like JWoww. He gets hammered. Listen, JWoww's dating a pro wrestler. Snooky is a big pro wrestling fan. I can't dislike them. I like them a lot. But Me and Snooky have just... the same amount of WrestleMania appearances. Snooky just tweeted at someone. Um, oh, so Mariah, I, I don't, you definitely didn't see any of these tweets, but this just happened. Mariah May called Deanna Perrazzo Snooky. She said, like, oh, whatever you want, Snooki. And Deanna commented back and was like, oh, okay. So someone who's, like, a businesswoman and famous and doing very well for herself, you're calling me Snooki? That's not an insult. And then Snooki commented on it and and, and was like, well, maybe I got to make uh, a round again in the pro wrestling world because she's, you know, been in the ring before. That's awesome. Imagine. Um, she just shows up in AEW. John Did Morrison you... is there. That's who was one of her opponents. Good stuff. 
Yeah. I, I heard she didn't have a great time in the ring. Wasn't she one of like the worst guest appearances? Like, isn't it listed as one of those? It was okay. I would love to see Snooki in an AEW ring. Her and Deanna, like tag teaming Mariah and Tony. I would, I would root for them. I'm a Jersey girl through and through. Let's, let's fucking go. Deanna looks phenomenal in AEW, by the way. I love how they're presenting her there. I uh, agree. And I love that her and Taya had a great matchup because they, yeah, they two uh, are great athletes and got to see them kind of go how they used to go in TNA. So I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I, that's a big highlight for me. And I was at the show and she showed up in Jersey and it was it was amazing for her. By the way, I just, just went to look for my cell phone. And your tall and your videos on it. Yeah. Okay. That about explains it. But that's also happened to me before. So by the way, you're looking for you were gonna text somebody during the podcast? Yeah. What about um <laughs> me being the digital media champion? And having oh, a 13-year-old Android. Yeah. I've talked about you a lot as a digital media <laughs> champion. And I you can ask Dave. I've mentioned it. I talked to Tom Hanford about this. I think the greatest thing of all time is the fact that you were the digital media champion for as long as you were. And out of everybody in the world that I know, you are maybe the worst human being with technology I've ever met in my life. And the text that you send me I read Tommy Dreamer because yeah. I've just known you for as long as I do, but you don't speak English or proper in, in the sense for people to be able to understand. You used to have to you, interpret my text to other people. I, I People would be like, well, I don't know what he said. I would be training people at SiriusXM and they'd be like, Tommy just sent me four different sentences, but they're not sentences. They have two words in each and I don't know what he's saying. And I'm like, oh, you have to, you have to read his text as he's talking. No so then I would do my, No punctuation. No breaks, no grammar, no capital letters. You don't know when's one starting and one's ending. So one was so misspelled. Like, I just kept it. Yeah. Well, that's my favorite. And then I'd be like, just call him. And then I didn't realize that you didn't really like to talk to anybody except me. Correct. So you would always answer my phone calls when we were in conversations. But I'd be like, oh, you could just call him if I ever took a day out. I'd be like, you could just call him. And then people would try to call you. And you'd text and say, can't talk. What? Mm -hmm. What can't talk? And they'd be like, Tommy never answers me when, when he calls. And I go, probably doesn't want to talk to you. Just just send him a text of what he needs to know and he'll be there. He'll always be there. He'll show up. Just don't try to talk to him. He doesn't want to talk to you. It's just what about uh, I mean, I don't think people champion. realize like one the fun we had when we're all working together, but like oh. how sometimes chaotic it is or it's insane. When, you know, uh, I've had to cover shows when I found out like my friends have passed away and yeah. or like I don't like the other part when someone passed away and then they got to get guests to try to talk about them and it's just like I don't know what to do I mean but we have been on some shows that were or where we just can't stop laughing and yet we're supposed to be professionals and common uh, yeah talk about that and we really can't because of stuff that happens in the break and I think a question that I had gotten asked the most was about like Dave is all that stuff real? How he is his rant, and I'd be like a hundred percent. I was like, dude, or ask Gabby. Like sometimes Gabby, like, what are you doing? Like she wouldn't like get it, especially even in your early days. Because I mean, for your listeners, Gabby yeah. wasn't a wrestling fan. She didn't right. grow up. She was a normal person, and then wrestling <laughs> tainted me. Yeah, sorry, 
She hung out with all of us on a daily, had to dedicate her entire life to this wrestling thing. And it, yeah. it ruined, we, she had, she was this perfect flower. And then we took water and drowned her. And then we put her in the sun and she's like this yeah. jaded, beautiful thing. Oh if you look for her from afar, but when you get up close, you're like, wow, you now see the Super Bowl is being worked and life being worked. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like a cactus. I think, nice. I think, Super oh, it's ball. a beautiful thing. You know, what I, that's what it is, but I'm prickly on the outside, but isn't like the inside of a cactus super, um, like hydrating, isn't it like mm -hmm. super good for you because it like retains water? I feel like maybe that's maybe I retain a lot of water. You do. I've but, seen you on some days. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a lot. Now you sound like bully because he would always call me out. A lot of sodium last night, Kathy. I don't think people realize as a producer, it's like especially with pro wrestling with no off season and with TV on every single week. It's like okay, Monday maybe I'll wrap at five o'clock. But then I have to watch Raw from 8 to 11 because I can't write the three-hour show to send you guys out for the next day without knowing what's going on in Raw. So it just makes my life easier to watch what you guys are going to be talking about. So you have to kind of involve yourself in it. And then, the, oh, okay, so you have like three hours in between from a 9 to 5 or an 8 to 4, whatever you're doing, to then watch it, take notes, book guests, you know what I'm saying, put stuff together. It's... It's a lot, as a well lot as to the ever-changing landscape. If you really think about, oh yeah, in one week of WWE, really, Seth Rollins gets injured. Netflix deal, yeah. Mm -hmm. Vince McMahon, yes. Royal Rumble, CM Punk. Mm -hmm. I mean, highs of highs, the lowest of lows, the highs of highs to another low. And everything's changing. And that's in a week. It's insane. I don't even think it has it been a full week. Yeah, a full week. It's it's insane. Stuff changes all the time. You got to keep an eye out on news all the time. Unfortunately, deaths happen a lot, which is terrible. But we've dealt with that. Sometimes morning of, sometimes in the middle of the show. And then you have to completely change everything. You have guest book to talk about. Oh, you know, the Royal Rumble. But we're not going to talk about Royal Rumble because someone just died. And now we got to move this stuff around. And it's live. And it's... It's just a lot of stuff going on. I don't think, you know, I think people do realize, but I think they don't realize. Um, and you guys have to do it on the fly. So it's kind of amazing. You but have to be I like water and go with the flow. flow with it. All the water that I retain in my face and hands. Um, yeah, your face is very thin. Oh, well, Shoulders. that's where you. You only carried your waist. Where... You only carried your weight really in your lower half. See, but when I would overeat or if I ate too much sodium and I get swollen, it was always in my face. I would get the jowls, the jowls, which is my favorite word, by the way, of all time, the jowls. Um, I would get them all the time. I could always tell. Um, but you brought up heart to kill, which I do want to talk about a little bit because uh, before we go, because we have to wrap soon. We're talking way too much. You booked me. But I, I did. I knew this was going to happen, which is fine. Make it a two-parter. Um, a two-parter? Tommy two times. Oh, that's from Goodfellas, by the way. Really? That the guy with the newspaper? Yes. I don't know. Tommy two times, and he's like, get the papers, get the papers. That's Goodfellas, isn't it? Yes, Gabby. Okay. All right, relax. I just wanted to make sure I was right. And I am. Um, but the appearance of Dolph was super exciting for me. So what, what, are, what should we expect to see out of Dolph Ziggler in TNA now that he's – well, he is the wanted man. Uh, he mm -hmm. also showed up in New Japan. 
He's uh, great. I've known him since pretty much day one. Uh, love that he's here. You're going to see more of Nick Nemeth. The ratings were very, very well. Um, he has some great matches. It's funny with, I said it on Busted Open, when Punk went down there looking for a lot of people to fill in the chamber, this is where they would totally call Dolph Ziggler and be like, yo, dude, we need you in the main yeah. event. But you yeah. can't do that anymore. Um Again, interesting times. You know, Trinity, like I said, I knew she was leaving for a while. Um, and I'm super duper happy to see her succeed in the WWE. But now I have Ash by Elegance. And yeah, um, happy to be working with her. You know, we lost Deanna Perrazzo, uh, Trinity. We have Ash. We have Zaya Brookside. We yeah. have, that's the nature of the business um, for uh nick nemeth he's going to be a great addition he already has and i look for more great things to come for him because here's a guy who is in great shape is a great wrestler and loves the industry does not need to wrestle whatsoever and he continues to wrestle why because he loves it and i feel he also has a bit of a chip on his shoulder and something mm -hmm. to prove which is the best type of person that you want in your locker room and he's also like he gives you credibility in your company as well as he shows he'll show a different side of him because it used to be you had handcuffs there's no handcuffs with him i mean you look at even when he put out his own social media video like that monster movie or zombie mm -hmm. flick that he did on his own uh for that it, it it worked and then even like with working with him here i was like We've been talking a lot, you know, or traveling together and again, because we used to, and it's just like, hey, dude, I need you to do this or this. Or he's like, well, what if I did this? I'm like, great. And he's like, really? Yeah. And we take ideas. Uh, another great person who's you're going to see a lot of, uh, Mustafa Ali. I was just going to say that. Yeah. His promo. I mean, that's a lot uh, out of his mind and, you know, little tweaks here and there, but there was a massive buzz about him or even, mm -hmm. you know, like I say, Ash by Elegance, who was, you know, the former Dana Brooke, where everyone, and you know, was, I even told her this when I was there, um, everybody came up to me and like, you know, these are people who work in WWE, man, you guys have got such a buzz. You guys are doing such great things. And then they would go out of their way to tell me how good she was. And I would be like, and this has nothing to do with them, but like, man, everyone knows how good she was. How come they weren't using her? Same as Dolph. Right. And I think we're going to see the best versions of themselves. Uh, I got it with, we were talking about her for, Diana. Out of her own words, she wasn't the virtuosa. She came to TNA and she became the virtuosa. She became everything she wanted to be. And now she's on a, another platform. Good for her. I, I couldn't be more mm -hmm. than happy for her. Same with Trinity. Trinity was so, I don't even know if I want to wrestle anymore. Like I'm, I'm thinking of ending it. And then she goes yeah. an hour or something in the Royal Rumble. And that reaction, that's the beauty of pro wrestling, the, the natural reaction. And I saw it twice with her. I saw it when she came to TNA in Chicago. And when they started like just chanting her and like it was an explosion for her. And like the way she put her hands over her face and then she did the same thing in the Rumble. And it was just like, man, this is just awesome. Mm -hmm. And wrestling fans never forget, and they showed their love, and they felt the glow for her, and it was an awesome, awesome moment. So I, I loved it. I loved it for her. And then her showing, like herself, it was like, 
almost like, hey, you had this and you let it go, appreciate it so, so much. It's the same with John Cena. For all those people that ever booed John Cena, now you understand that, man, I'm not going to have John Cena anymore. Right. Sting. Sting has a, about a month left. And Sting Crazy. is gone for all those. I Hey, when I started first wrestling, I wanted to be a cross between Sting and the Great Muda. Both have now retired. There's going to be a time. It'll be like 20 more years when Tommy Dreamer steps away. So uh, you only got 20 more years of me. That's it. Yeah, I'll be 72. All right. Or 73. I don't think you're ever going to retire. I think you're one of those that will die in the ring. Thanks, Gabby. That's nice. Not in a bad way, no. but in a I, good like, way. I mean that in the best possible way. Then like, I'll get no. resurrected. I hope I get I, I hope I'm on top of the person when I die and they can't kick out. And I'll go. I hope you haunt the ring after you die, too. So everyone that comes nice. in there, you fuck with them. You know what I mean? Especially Bully. Like, you, you could just fuck with Bully while he's, like, still there. Because he's never, you know, he's still in the ring crushing it, too. So it's like, you know. I, Rob Van Dam. Oh, my God. He was insane on Dynamite Billy last night. Gunn. I thought he was so good. Yep. Billy Gunn looks better than 90% of the people I see on television. He is also not normal in what I see that he can do. But yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't see you retiring anytime soon, yeah, which I, I love I don't want because to. I like to see my friends on TV. But... I don't even care about being on TV. I love, I, I love like independent wrestling and I love being out there in any capacity and entertaining Yeah, just the way you can. Cause when that's the one thing. And I'll, I, I've shared this before, but like the hardest parts when I would talk to Terry Funk we would call him. I'd call him from the car and I'd call him from locker rooms and everyone's like, just want to talk to him. And he'd always say, I wish I could be there. I wish I could be with you guys. Cause he couldn't, yeah. he couldn't travel anymore. And mm-hmm. he was just like, I miss it. I miss it so much. And you, here's a second generation wrestler whose father died in the ring. Um, and like, that's all he ever knew his whole life. And to not be able to be around it, you do, you miss it. You watch it on TV. Like when I was at the Royal Rumble, I loved it. I was like, man, I miss all this. And yes, I'm still active. And yes, I enjoyed my time in TNA, but it was different. It was a much different vibe. When I went to Nassau Coliseum with Don Callis uh, for the AEW show, and I got, I was hanging out with Edge, you know, for a long ass time. And I was like, man, I'm just mm-hmm. hanging out with him because I spent so many years on the road with him. But you do, you miss those things because you miss the people. Excuse me. You just burped at the end of my nights. It was, I was just going to say, we were going to end it on such a good, inspirational, influential note, and you burped, which is not, if that's not Tommy fucking Dreamer, I don't know what else is. My emotions came out through a burp. No odds. I'm glad. That was good. I'm glad it wasn't too numb that you could burp. You know what I mean? And you're. That's a, that's the attractive face. We'll make that the thumbnail. Um, t- Tommy, I love you What's so the much. Thumbnail? That? The thumbnail. <laughs> no, thumbnail's the picture that you make, like, when you're saying, like, oh, I had Tommy Dreamer on the podcast or whoever oh. you have, like, the guest. That's the picture of their face that I'm going to put. All right. I learned something new. I think that's a good one. That technology. You'll never have to be a producer, so, for, like, a fucking podcast or anything. So I like when you put it. a pin on your, you pin a tweet. Yeah, that's that's completely different, but it's something. All right, I'm learning. It's not it's not bad. It's all it's all it takes. Well, thank you for having me as a guest, Gabby. Love seeing you. Appreciate it. I love having you on. I appreciate you coming on. Matching hats. We did such a good thing. And I end all my podcasts with I hashtag and I say L Y M N B. What does that mean? Which it means. 
It means love you most, no backs. So that's what I say to everybody. Well, say, love everybody's you most, no supposed to know that. Is that like a thing? Like LOL? Yeah, I said it. I said it on my first podcast, so my listeners know what it means. But I like to tell my guests what it means too, so that when I say it, isn't that a store? LL Bean. This is where we're going to end it because I I cannot argue with you for this long. I haven't done it in a very long time, and we're going to end on a good note. And we're had so much fun. Bye, LL so, Bean. You too. LL Bean, L-Y-M-N-D, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Love you most, no backs. Thank you for listening, and we'll be back next week. I hope you have the great, best, fun, cool weekend. Great rap, great ending. Best. uh, I'm not done. And LL Bean is LL Cool J's cousin. What? Okay. Everyone, we're going in so that I don't uh, not speak to Tommy for three weeks because this is what would happen. But I love you all. It's about to get Gabby AF. We about to get Gabby AF, Gabby AF. We about to get Gabby AF, Gabby AF. It's nothing less, cause you rockin' with the best. Now we about to get Gabby AF.